Hey, hey, welcome back to the She's So Blunt podcast. Thank you for joining today's conversation. Today, we are going to talk about how to stop taking things so personal. And to be honest, this really is not a message for you. It is a message for myself, something that I have been working on for a very long time, learning to not get, uh, you know, your panties all in a bunch um, and thinking that everything is about you or a personal attack on you and your character and who you are, because it's just simply not. Everything's not about you. And what I've had to realize is that people will give their thoughts and, you know, their criticism based on their own perception and experiences. So, you know, sometimes people haven't even encountered certain situations and really don't know the best way to help you or advise you, but they're trying to be a good friend to you. And your perspective is you may be taking that as if the person is coming off a little critical or judgmental. I think we have to learn a little bit on how to understand the intention and we have to stop. Well, I have to stop because again, this is for me too. And say, does this person mean to hurt my feelings? Does this person embody negative traits or characteristics that cause them to attack my decisions or my character? And I really think that those are very real questions to ask yourself when someone is giving you feedback. Welcome to the She's So Blunt podcast. I'm your host, Amber. And on this platform, we have real and raw conversations. Come for the unfiltered thoughts spoken out loud, but stay for some unsolicited advice. Join the conversation each episode covering some honest dialogue about relationships, life, love, and all the crap in between. My hope is you leave each episode filled with something you can relate to, have a laugh or two, but most importantly, some key takeaways you can use on your own self-discovery journey. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's get into it. Okay, please tell me that y'all are listening to this Adele album. Like this Adele album 30, OMG. And I don't know if it's because I'm in a place where I can truly relate. Well, maybe not all the specifics, but I can relate to the transition of Adele. You know, depression, you know, shit not working out the way you planned on it working out. Like, the energy that she put into this album, and granted, by the time y'all listen to this, it's going to be like three months later, um, and I'm still going to be listening to this album, like every single song. I mean, it just really like hit different, and I, I, I'm i really just enjoying this, like Cry Your Heart Out. I think My Little Love, I don't even have a kid, but like My Little Love I don't know. I think it kind of triggers a little bit of, uh, you know, childhood trauma for me. Like listening to that album, like I wish I could experience the love of a mother in that way. Like it's absolutely beautiful. And I hope one day that I'm able to, you know, provide that and be that type of mom for my children. Um, Oh, my God is I mean, it's just that. Oh, my God is just such a good song. Uh, Can I get it? I mean, this album is pure genius. And I also really appreciate that she poured so much into each song and didn't feel the need to create 30 songs, but really like these are the 12 songs that are impactful to what is happening in this space um, for her in her 30s as she entered into, you know, her new decade. And I love that. So I hope you guys are enjoying the album. That's just one thing that I am loving at the moment. Um, Absolutely incredible. 
So let's get into it. Today, we're talking about how to stop taking things so personal. So the one thing that I want to start with is really thinking about like, everything's not about you. And I know how much we love ourselves and we love to talk about ourselves and we think that everybody is so consumed with us, but they're not. It's not about you. You know, you can put, I think it's always really interesting. You can have five people and you can put them in the same exact situation, same time, same element. And if you ask each person to talk about like what they think happened, you get five different stories. And it's not because, you know, people are lying, but it's just really because people are looking at you know, different things and paying attention to different things, which creates a different version of the story based on their own experiences, their own interests. And then you also think about how people are truly different emotionally, right? So a person who maybe have like an angry spirit or a frustrating uh, spirit, they may look at that situation completely different from someone who's a lot more lax, who's a lot more easy breezy. Those habits and the way that we're programmed mentally all have an impact on how we see a situation. And so I just, I think about that sometimes when I get offended by something someone said, and I just have to remember, look, they're not attacking me. And sometimes they're not even blaming me or pointing the finger at me. They are just thinking the way they always think. They're speaking the way they always speak and they're reacting in habitual ways that reflect their experiences and who they are as a person. So how they respond or what they say to me isn't really a reflection on me, but it's more so a reflection on who they are more than who I am and how they feel about me. Um, Also, half of the time, nobody is even thinking of you. Like genuinely, no one is thinking of you. You're worrying about what people think about you and they're busy thinking about how you perceive them. So, you know, a lot of people are worried about, okay, let me hide my flaws. Let me hide insecurities. Some people are more focused on themselves and their personality, which is to find solutions to problems. And then you have another side of it where you have some people that are always going to be focused on how to support their own agenda and advance with their own goals. So the feedback or the things that they they tell you are a reflection of that. And I mean, at the end of the day, like this sounds so like fucked up, but you are not the center of everyone's world. I hate to break it to you. Like your feelings, again, valid, but you are not always the centered thought of everything and everybody. And more than likely, they're not even like thinking about you per se. So take a deep breath, sit back, relax, and stop thinking that you're under fire or under attack. Because a lot of times the way that people project or respond to you is really a reflection of themselves. I want to talk about projection. And I think I struggle with this a lot. Um, I think I tend to take a lot of things personal because sometimes it strikes a nerve, like completely hits a nerve. And I had to learn that I am actually projecting my own trauma, my own insecurities onto other people. And so I think that I get overwhelmed when those things are pointed out 
And I don't think the other person truly realizes like all my trauma, all my insecurities. But I think when someone says something, the reason why we take it personal is because it actually um, makes us feel, you know, insecure. Or the things that we're struggling with is something that that person just called out. And a lot of times they don't even realize that they've done this, right? Like, so I've had to sit back and say, okay, this is my, this is my own issue. This is not their issue. I am frustrated in their response because I have my own issues and I need to work through that. So let me take all of those feelings out of it and begin to say, okay, what is this really about? Like, what is what is the feedback I'm really hearing? Um, let me stop and pause. So the way that I respond is not coming off in a way that shows that this really struck a nerve. This really hit home. One other piece of this is that I think a lot of people are social perfectionists. I think a lot of us don't can't deal with the thought of people seeing our flaws and mistakes, okay? And so when you think you have to be perfect in other people's eyes, I think you're always and constantly worried about what other people think of you. And I think you um, unconsciously, you really worry about it and you become a person who does everything for like social acceptance, And part of it is that the self-help, like all these self-help books, self-discovery things tell you like, don't care what other people think and, or you shouldn't care what other people think. And I think a little of that is like bullshit. Like we are social creatures and I think everybody wants to feel heard. Everybody wants to feel accepted and we want to feel like you can coordinate, you can work with other people, you can get along with other people and, and engage with other people. So like And that's before you even tie in social media. So like, of course, like we care about what other people think about us. We're fundamentally social beings. Caring about what people think about us is part of the package. So like, I'm I'm a little like annoyed that people always say like, don't care what other people think about you. Like you got to stop worrying about, like you are always going to, for some piece of you, care what people think about you, but you can care a little less. Um, and then I think as you care a little less, you stop taking things so personally because you don't need to be validated, um, by what other people feel about you. Other thing that I used to struggle with too, is that, you know, I was never proud of myself and I feel like I was so focused on other people being proud of me that I valued, I was in a place where I valued other people's opinions about me before my own. And if they, you know, told me something that wasn't like, you know, positive reinforcement or made me feel good, uh, it made me feel even shittier because I didn't even have the ability to be proud of myself. So for example, like I remember, you know, I have like a really weird relationship with my mom And I remember getting early acceptance into five schools for college when I was in high school. And at this time, I didn't live with my mom. I lived in a different state, halfway across the world with my aunt. And I remember one of my first acceptances was Prairie View. And I think I got it in like September of my senior year. And so I called my mom and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I got my first college acceptance letter. I got my first letter. I like 
scored really, really high on my SAT. I was so excited. And, you know, her response was, well, how are you going to pay for that? It was never like, wow, that's amazing. I'm proud of you. And it crushed me. And I took it personally. And I really harbored that for a really long time because I don't even think at that time, like, I knew how to be proud of myself and I could really relish in my accomplishment. And I didn't need the validation of my mom. I didn't need the validation of other people because I knew I worked hard and I knew that I earned that. I I was excited about this next step. I was excited that no other female in my family went to college, went to a four-year university, no one. And I was proud of that. But when I didn't get that validation from my mom, like, You know, it really, really made me upset. And I remember maybe midway through college, I kind of explained to my aunt, I was like, you know, I said, I don't live for the approval of my mom anymore. And I also had to learn that when I do something that I'm proud of, I'm excited about, I feel good about, I relish in that by myself before I tell anyone else, because I will never allow myself to feel the way that I have felt in the past when my mom didn't give me that validation or when she didn't simply say, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. And I said, the day I stopped living for my mom's approval and working to make my mom proud and make, and then focusing on making myself proud was the day I feel like I was set free. Um, And I, I don't mean that in any like light way. Like I used to live my life to make my mom proud. And I never heard those words from her. I never got that validation from her. And so I shifted my perspective and I said, okay, I'm going to do things that make Amber happy. I'm going to do things that make Amber proud. And ever since then, it, it didn't really matter what someone's perspective or opinion was after that, because I was never going to take it personally because I wasn't living for your validation anyway. So I was good. I was totally good with whatever your opinion was, whether you agreed or disagreed, because Amber was finally proud of Amber. So I think it's really important to have a healthy sense of pride. I don't think you should be cocky or arrogant, but I think if you constantly and regularly remind yourself of your strengths, your positive qualities, I think it's going to be so much easier when someone says something that is conflicting from what you believe, you're like, wait a second, I don't, that's not true. I'm very conscientious and hardworking and I'm I'm never lazy and I'm on top of my shit and this is an accomplishment. Like you're never going to take what someone says extremely personal because you already know in the back of your mind what you've accomplished and what it means to you. So don't be afraid to take time and remind yourself of, you know, the positive and admirable qualities that you have about yourself. And I think you'll find it a lot easier to confidently resist any unfair criticism and critiques. The other piece too is like, a lot of people don't know how to be assertive. And I realize like that's somewhat a personality trait, but I also think it's a, it's a taught behavior. And Y'all know I'm assertive. I have learned to be very assertive and very clear about what I like, what I dislike, what I agree with, and what I don't. Um, I think we're taught from a young age that you have to be nice and kind and sweet and agreeable and, you know, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. And you have to continuously put other people's wants and needs before your own. And so 
I think that because it gets reinforced so much that we end up taking it to an extreme where we're taking care of other people and putting how they feel about us on a, you know, on a silver platter. And we're never really addressing our own wants and needs. And it's not sustainable. And that's also how I think half of us don't be having no boundaries. And so one of the many things of denying your own wants and needs by being overly accommodating is that you end up taking stuff so much more personally than you should. So if you're constantly setting aside your own wants and needs and taking care of other people, what are you teaching your brain about the relative importance of yourself versus others? And I believe you're really teaching yourself that you don't matter. Your feelings don't matter. How you feel is not important. And so it shouldn't be a surprise that when you get criticized for something, your automatic assumption is that, oh, you know what? They're right. How I feel is not important. Yep. They, how they feel and what they are saying is valid. Um, And I just think that this really puts you in a position to take a whole bunch of shit. Very, very personal. And I think being assertive, like it doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be rude. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't even have to be blunt. But what I do think it is, it's having the ability to say no to what you don't want in a way that's honest to your own wants and needs, being respectful of others while you do that and the ability to ask for what you want. And so once you start learning to be more assertive, I think you begin to value yourself more highly. I think you put your wants and needs before anybody else's. And I think it's easier once you do that to not think, you know, everybody is coming at you or everything is a personal attack and you like take everything so personal. And that's just my feedback on that. I know that I've never really struggled with being assertive, but I think I've always struggled with being intentional about the way I communicate my needs. and in the way that I do that and why they're important to me. I don't think you have to give anyone an explanation ever, but if it's someone that means something to me, I explain to them like, hey, these are my needs. This is how I feel. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't agree with you. And I think that that has helped me um, be very mindful and intentional about my feelings and where I'm at. And when someone gives me critiques or feedback, I don't really get upset about it because I know who I am. I know who I am. And I don't know, like, if anyone else has struggled with this, like, has anyone else struggled with feeling like you take everything personal and when people give you feedback, you kind of like hold that feedback on the top of your shoulders and it gets you all anxious and, and frustrated. I don't know if anyone's ever felt like this, but I do, especially when I'm getting feedback about something that I really care about or something that you know, I put a lot of effort into and it's not always positive. I do take it very personal because sometimes I feel like, okay, like that's ugly. You ain't got to be like that. Like this is obviously something I give a shit about, but you know what? I don't need that validation from people anymore because I give myself that validation and I give myself grace. So a couple things, if you are dealing with this, you know, I think that there's a couple things that have really helped me kind of transition and change the way that I think about uh, how people give me feedback and not to carry the weight of how other people feel on my shoulders and to get my panties all in a wad about how they're feeling. Because at the end of the day, uh, that don't, that don't run shit up over here. And so a couple things that I've done is 
setting clear uh, standards for myself. I try to meet my own standards. I try to keep myself accountable. And I am never haunted by a voice that tells me I'm not enough. I know what it takes to be enough and do enough. And so other people's commentary or comments, they don't trigger me. Because I've already set those standards for myself. And I'm proud of who I am. So so that doesn't bother me. The other piece is compassion and grace. I think this is the most difficult thing as women, as you know, black women, especially, we don't give ourselves any compassion or grace. We have this mentality that we have to be super woman, super, super wife, super mom. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm believing that because I'm a human <laughs> and I need compassion for myself and I need grace. And I think once you have those standards in place and you met them, because more often than not, we're meeting the standards that we put in place. We're, we're meeting those goals. Accept the fact that you are doing your best. It's not about, okay, I did it, but I should have did it faster. Okay, I did it, but I could have did it better. No, just say, I've done my best and I'm proud of what I put out. You cannot be perfect all the time, every time, at everything. And I say this all the time, like, you can be very good at things, but you are not always good at everything. You're just not. You have to learn how to appreciate yourself more love on yourself more and give more attention to the things you are doing correctly and right, the things that make you feel good than the things that you're doing wrong. Because I think it's important to think about the things you're doing wrong and that you can improve. But given that so much effort, you're not spending enough time on the things that you do well and how to do more of that. Face your fears. Keep evolving. Keep growing. If You have been avoiding something that makes you feel uncomfortable. If you are letting the thing that you hide from control you, the only way to be free and to feel good and get away from fear and regret is to face what ultimately scares the shit out of you. And I know that's hard. And I feel like I've been in a lot of situations where I didn't have a choice. So I had to like just deal with the fear up front. It wasn't, it wasn't a choice, which doesn't feel good either. But I think by taking one step, one small baby step, and then another and another, those help you build new skills, new competencies. Those things help you face fear and they, and they help you grow. And they're very, very uncomfortable, but in the moment, It's painful. But then when you look back, you're like, wow, I did that. I think when you are challenged with things, you have to remember to not make things about yourself because the sun does not rise and sit on your ass. It just doesn't. Expand your perspective. Try to look at what's happening in a situation from someone else's um, vantage point or someone else's perspective. Ask yourself, what else could this mean? What needs to happen to fix the problem? Like something I have been really focused on lately is saying, okay, how do we move forward? How do we move forward? Because now that we've identified what's going on, how do we move forward and find a solution to the problem? And then I think maybe not, don't do this when you're upset. Cause if you, you're upset, this is probably not the right thing to do. But when you've calmed down, when you've cooled down and you've been upset by something that someone has told you, I think you can simply just ask, what did you mean? What does that mean? 
Making assumptions is the easiest way to create a misunderstanding and a conflict. When in doubt, simply ask. Something that I have had to learn is that I'm not going to ask when I'm upset. I'm not going to ask when my feelings are hurt or when I'm feeling some type of way. Because I know that the energy that I'm going to give off when I ask is not going to be open-minded. I'm going to be like, okay, well, why you say it like that? Okay, well, what the fuck did you mean? Isn't No, pause. <laughs> go take a cooler. Go take a walk. Deep breath. Take even a day. There's been times where I don't respond for a day or two because I don't know the right way to respond because I'm feeling some type of way. Once you've cooled down and you've collected yourself, ask people what they meant and do it tactfully. Not with a triggered emotional reaction, not with with the emotional charge. You're not trying to, you know, run up on nobody. Calm down, cool down, and then ask people, hey, when you said this to me, this is the way that I, I took it. Is that how you meant it? Okay. And you know what? It's nothing wrong with saying, hey, when you said that, that hurt my feelings. Or when you said that, this is what I received and what I heard. And I know you may not have meant it that way, but this is how it made me feel. A lot of misunderstandings and taking shit personal can be nixed right there. And, you know, I really want, you know, you to feel empowered and feel like you have the tools that you need that when you're in a position like this, you can just step back and say, you know what? I'm taking this personally because of my own experiences. I feel some type of way because this is a trigger for me. This is a, you know, this is unlocking some childhood trauma for me. And we have to be accountable in that. And that's no one else's responsibility but your own. You got to do better in that. And, you know, please share with me on Listener Tales if you've experienced this different type of, you know, solutions that you've come up with to help you not <laughs> take everything so damn personal. And trust me, and I want to know if you've dealt with this because I deal with it. And it's difficult because we're humans and we have those emotions and those feelings and they're valid. But there are ways that we can diffuse a situation when we're feeling some type of way versus reacting simply off of a misunderstanding. So I really hope that, you know, you could relate to today's episode. I really hope that you found that there was some truth in today's episode and you can take some of these, you know, tidbits and kind of use them in, you know, your interactions with the people you love and care about. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining today's conversation. Remember to share your experiences and comments via email or connect with me on socials at She's So Blunt Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, stay connected by subscribing to the podcast, like, review, and comment. As always, being blunt is all about transparency. It's about telling the truth when the truth doesn't need sugarcoating. You may not like it, but we all need it. Stay tuned for the next episode.